I'm actually interested to hear what you have to say about this because oh no in the past no it's nothing it's nothing bad it's nothing bad it's, this is this is p this is rated g material ladies and gentlemen okay. uh i have been saved by uh christ and i no longer speak uh beyond pg-13 that's um, crazy bro that's crazy yeah yeah dude no more rated r from these lips uh, but we got so much uh we got so much new streaming shit that's dropped in the past like three months it feels like or half a year disney plus hbo max all of that right so you know when shit drops inevitably you want to see the new shit but then you also go back and you start watching some shit that you you know haven't seen in a minute or you want to just binge a couple episodes of your favorite mm-hmm. thing what mm-hmm. is what is the show that nobody would guess that you've binged with the new streaming shit like HBO Max or even the Disney Plus, because I know you got Disney Plus too. I know you got both of them. Yeah, I have all of them. As you know, I'm a big fan of the streaming wars, so I have all of them. I haven't watched anything that I shouldn't be watching. Like, for real. I'm being so... On- I guess Avatar The Last Airbender, does that surprise people? I watched it just because motherfuckers wouldn't stop telling me to start watching it, and I was like, alright, let me go watch this shit. Mm. But... I haven't really dipped out of the regular Edgar taste. I mean, that's why I'm so excited for these streaming these streaming networks is that I finally feel like someone understands me. Like HBO Max finally feels like someone was just like, let's think about Edgar. You know what I'm saying? Like and Netflix what, hasn't and what what it has is nothing but DC shit and very prestigious television shows. I that's mean, made that's made for me, nigga. That's okay. made HBO Max was made for me. All right, but, all right. So you're gonna I be I don't have clip. the nostalgia of Disney Plus because I w- I didn't grow up with any of that shit. Netflix has been putting out whack content. Like, there's no good new Netflix shows right now. In my opinion. What came out recently? What came out recently? The only hit uh, they have so far is Tiger King. Oh, I guess that mini killing show that everyone's talking about. But I'm not I'm not a young brown girl, so that show didn't speak to, that show didn't speak to me. I mean, you think you shows don't you think shows gotta speak to you for you to like them, no? No. I mean I guess I could watch it, but nah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. HBO Max was made for your boy. All right, but what's coming on HBO Max? That speaks Love Life with Anna K- Anna Kendrick. That show's that show was fun. I that show was fun. I watched it. I watched, I watched the-, the pilot this morning, bro, and I was like, this shit goes, bro. <laughs> I was uh, mad at it. I didn't like that it was going, but I was like, this shit goes. You know who? You know who Anna Kendrick reminds me of? Who? And as soon as I say it, you're gonna be like, yes. Even who? down to the way she sounds. Who? Mia. Mia. No. Shuffle. She does. No. She sounds just like Mia. Her, bro. They sound very alike, but Mia. That's what has I mean by more, remind me of her. Yeah, but Mia has a lot more of that Anne Hathaway in the beginning of a rom com energy, where she's like very, she's very messy and very like you know what I mean. Like Mia, Mia's that like I feel like you don't Anna think Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is messy on Love Life? <laughs> yeah, but it's different. It's so different. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there's that there's those two there's two brunettes there's two brunettes in every rom com. There's the brunette. Uh-huh. Who like I think Anna Kendrick is more of the brunette who's like never experienced love before and is completely nuanced by that. You know that character type, mm-hmm. where it's just like you're just young in the game. Like the way that she was talking to dude in that episode was just like, nigga, you can't talk to people that way. Like, okay, what are you doing? Versus there's the other ones where it's like they've dated a bunch, but it's always a mess. Like they're like they have like this high powered job, but their house is a mess and they're like crazy. Like 
Like, like that's the energy that Mia has. Is you on you the- get dated a lot and high power job from me. I love that we're talking about somebody who isn't on the show right now <laughs> and who's a real person. Like she's who's a, a real on person. Television. Yes, yes. Um, like I could see Mia being like not a high power job, but like in like Devil Wears Prada, she got a pretty good job. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so like that's what I mean. It's like that trope. I was talking about that on her wonderful podcast. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, P.S. I love rom com. That show. Yeah, that's okay. one. That's the one. We told her we hate that name. <laughs> we were like, Yo, Mia. There were so many better rom com puns you could have done. Because she had us guess, and then we guessed, and then she went, "Damn, all of the ones that you guys guessed are way better than the one that I have." Damn. But I feel like with Mia, it's like you know what I'm saying. Like I can see Mia being like the VP of marketing. And everyone's oh. like, oh, we think that she's powerful. But then you go into her office and it's just a complete fuck show. It's just completely messed up. And her love life is all crazy. That's the energy that Mia, like she pretends like she's in charge. But then when you actually give her what she wants, she just spirals. Mm, I don't Anna know. Kendrick don't have that energy to me. Uh, and Hathaway think... has that energy, but not Anna See, I don't, know, I don't know Anne Hathaway like you do. I mean, you are going to name your child after I'm going to name her. my child so, after Anne Hathaway again. I don't want to do this. I lost a bet, and I honor I, my bets. Can I piss you off real quick? Let me hear it. Now, I'm fully going to say this and have this disclaimer that I'm still going to keep watching. Mm-hmm. I I I I see the makings of a good show. Mm-hmm. But I've started the wire. And I'm looking at my clock and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, when is this shit gonna become the groundbreaking show that everybody kept telling me it was gonna become? Nigga, that's on you, Jaquise. That shit don't affect me at all. That's on you, bro. Like you gotta <laughs> keep watching. I'm just saying not I was. watching. I just if said I you're was. not watching these black actors bust their ass oh. in creating this and this realism, nigga, you, you you got stuck on your soap operas. You want some nigga to come in there and be like, actually, I'm the drug dealer's twin brother. That's nah. what's wrong with you, Jaquise. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I didn't say anything about the acting. The acting is fine. Uh, what episode are you great. on? What episode are you on? Um, I'm like episode nine, season one. Um, The acting is great. I have nothing against the acting. I, I, I'll i watch many a show where the acting is great and the show is just like, all right, when this shit going to pick up? Uh, but, and I'm not saying it's not a good show. I'm just saying I'm waiting for it to become this top three show that people tell me that is going to become. I mean, you only Especially, in the first season. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You only in the first season. I get that. I get that, which is why I say, disclaimer, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep giving it a chance. I'm still in it. Mm-hmm. But especially when most Wire fans admittedly tell me season two is kind of bad. I'm like, God damn, I'm barreling into a bad season and I'm already okay. feeling like this. I disagree with people on. I mean, I understand where it comes from and you'll see why when you get to it, why people say it's bad. Mm-hmm. But upon rewatching it a few times, season two really ain't all that bad and it all makes perfect sense. It's just in the way that television shows work. When you see what they do in season two, you're going to get upset. That's just what's going to happen. Like, okay. I'm just going to tell you straight up because you're going to spend. I don't want to spoil it for you, but don't spoil it. it. Just I'm going to still watch it. It just makes sense why if people don't like season two. And I get that. But when you look at the show as a whole picture, season two makes perfect sense. Okay. It just All is right. so frustrating. It's a very right. frustrating thing. It's a very hard thing to pull off. Leftovers did a very similar thing with the second season, but I think it pulled it off in a smarter way. Mm. But. Yeah, it, it, I, I can't even explain it without spoil. When you get there, we'll talk about it. Okay. 
All right, we'll talk I, about it. It makes lot logistical sense why season two makes people upset. Okay, I think that when it's all said and done, because I'm going to watch, I'm watching a wire, and I'm about to start Better Call Saul. I feel like I'm going to have a much better time, and I'm going to be more enthralled in Better Call Saul. Well, yeah, because it has that built-in nostalgia effect. That's what I always said about Better Call Saul: is that you watch it and then you go, "Oh shit, this is Gus before Gus," and you get excited. Like there's, it has that built-in thing into it. But I think it's a better show than Breaking Bad, in my opinion. Fair. Fair enough. Is it better than El Camino? Jesus Which Christ, was, that shit was terrible. That shit was bad. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the favorite part of that was Jesse Plemons uh, listening yeah, to Yacht Rock. Bad. <laughs> it was very, I mean, listen, to all the people who worked on that show. Put respect on this show's name, bro. Put respect on this show's what is name. That? What is that you just showed me? You just showed me an orange couch with the words, the wire above it. The orange couch? Nigga, you've been watching the first season. This is the... This is the couch in the pit. I nigga, I ain't paying attention to couches. That couch looked like the couch from Snick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought that shit was. At first. Oh boy. <laughs> uh listen, speaking of shows we watching, speaking of 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 also streaming, it's all connecting. We're making it make sense. I know you watching Insecure. I'm watching Insecure. Insecure I'm watching is one Insecure. of our it's one of our favorites that's on current television right now. And coming on the HBO Max and just HBO in general, the, one of the stars of that show, Yvonne Orji, is going to have her own special, Mama, I Made It, which I'm super excited about. In fact, I'm so, exci- I'm, I'm so excited about it that I think we should have her on the show today. You know what, Jaquees? I've thought about it. I've considered it. Mm-hmm. And fine. All you right. can do it. All right. Cool, cool, cool. But you cool, gotta cool. hold me back though. You gotta hold me back. I mean, listen. You know, you know I'm big, you know I'm big on Team Molly. You know what I'm saying? I'm big on Team Molly. I'm Team Molly over Team Issa over Team Lawrence over Team Everybody. So what so we you holding hold you back, back for? What are we holding you back for? I can't be trusted. Oh, you gonna you gonna try to go? I don't know, nigga. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Mm. I really don't know what I'm gonna do. Mm. You gonna try to you gonna try to go? All right, my nigga. Nah, nigga, don't. You gotta stop me, bro. <laughs> Anna's in the next room. All right, I know where she at. We're not recording she might in like the it. studio. Nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get to Yvonne. Culture game. Rolling, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh shit! Don't 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 hit me with that limp biscuit. I mean, what, you know about that, you know, what you know about that limp? Shit! Listen, that was uh, wasn't that uh? See, I'm a wrestling fan, so that was the Undertaker's like theme song for like three. You years. better know the Undertaker. What? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> nah, I so, grew up with three brothers, so I was all about that DDTP moves. The, hell the yeah! Hell yeah! So listen, I'm I was I was like 13 years old up here talking about keep rolling, rolling my way and all that shit. <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Did you? All right. So if you what what era of wrestling did your brothers make you watch, or did you watch? Uh, I mean, Hacksaw Jim Douglas. Oh um, shit! Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I was there with the hacksaw. I was there with uh, Hulk. I mean, oh shit. I, I know I, I know my things. I I was I was part of the WWF and then it was like WWE. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, my mom used to like, because my uncle used to take her to back when they used to do like the territory shit. And she was like, man, I was watching Ric Flair before you was born. Hey, I was like, all right, mama. Hold on, Ric Flair. And Ric Flair was in, <laughs> he was, He was out there. Hell yeah, Ric Flair was that dude. So I, I definitely grew up with wrestling because moms was like, nah, we watching this. She That was the one thing. She was like, oh, they saying suck it? Nah, it's cool. You can still watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Mom oh, was yeah. the OG. She, she knew what was up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was also watching the wrestling. No, Taker. You got, no, that's a tale. You sound like you was in somebody's library reading Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was also watching the wrestling. What was that big tall dude who got body slammed? <laughs> nope. That's, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I you know, I'm not even gonna lie to you though. Uh, you know, Edgar knows this, but Yvonne, I, I, I still unfortunately watch it. I took a break. I took a long ass break. But There's it, no judgment it, here. Like it's it's quarantine. You were allowed, friend. Oh, you, whoa. You, this is before quarantine. This don't don't let him pretend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no. quarantine is what got him back in. See, Edgar, you're, not a real, you're not a real friend. I was trying to give him an out. I was trying to let him out. Okay, I was, I was out here looking out for the home team. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. I started watching on March 11th. That's when I started watching wrestling again. And then, and you now know? you sound like you're watching the wrestling. Oh, no. <laughs> y'all don't know how to take this alley you i'm trying to give y'all <laughs> i don't know man it's been a minute since i seen basketball i never forgot i never <laughs> forgot <laughs> they cancel outside and they cancel the game y'all don't know what to do with yourself we don't know oh, i don't know what man. to do you have no clue i just be sitting around the house being like what did i used to do at 5 p.m every day this, i completely forgot it was basketball <laughs> this sound like a brandy song sitting up in my room can't stop thinking about you <laughs> it's funny. I feel like LeBron gonna come back. He gonna come back like the Incredible Hulk. He he's just, he ain't got nothing to do but be in his gym, just getting just wrapped up. Like, let's go. It's like, sir, uh, this is soccer. No, it don't matter. <laughs> you know, they they just dropped that report that he's actually been secretly working out with like nine nine people that he vetted to make sure they didn't have coronavirus. I'm like, that's so <laughs> fucked up that this dude had a secret gym this whole time. <laughs> Why is that messed up? I think that's called smart. I think that's that, called being proactive. I think that that's dude is ready. Being, I think that's called being, uh, that's called knowing that you're worth gazillions of dollars and you can't let this slide. Mm-hmm. Yo, LeBron, LeBron coming back is like, shit, I needed this two months. My, my. <laughs> listen, listen, if he had, if he had an Achilles issue, he don't know more. You know, I feel, no. like, I feel like this is, this is the season where it's like, you'll find out like, somebody pregnant and it's like I was pregnant and had the baby during quarantine you know it's like that's, mm-hmm. this, this, is any, this is the best three two to three months for any celebrity it's like when did they have a baby quarantine <laughs> <laughs> when did they, they win an Oscar quarantine because this is in the back alley practicing uh, monologues <laughs> right oh shit man I ain't, I ain't been doing nothing but practicing my monologues what you been doing during quarantine <laughs> Rehearsing the script they got in 2015. It's like, but this going to be cool. Yeah. You know what? You know what I will say, though? Speaking of the Oscars, uh, I'm ready. You know, if movies don't come back this year, I'm ready for Bad Boys 3 to go ahead and win that Oscar this the year. Only, it's the only movie that came out. So it's, best, it's pretty much going to win Best Picture. Yeah, by default, it's like, hey, hey. Uh, and the Oscar for Best Everything goes to. Like, Bad Boys 3. Yo, they going to give Will that Oscar he should have got for Ali. Like, they going to give him uh, that shit. Make, they gonna make get. 
Oscars people should have gotten. I mean, there's so many. So like, many. I, Denzel for Great Debaters. What are we doing? Or uh, not oh, even yeah. Great Debaters. Antoine Fisher. What? Oh, yes. that was good. That was the one that they definitely fucked up on. You and know, they gave him for Training Day was kind of wrong. Listen, when he said, "Cause the good doctor," I was like, "God dang it, why, Denzel? Why?" Denzel, Denzel, Denzel got about three movies. Where I'm like, y'all didn't get that nigga the Oscar. Well, what's what's the movie uh, where he played the boxer? Hurricane. Um, y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, what about Philadelphia? Did he get one? For, he, he did he get nominated for Philadelphia? He got what did he went. He got not maybe. I know he won for Glory. He won. Yeah, he won for, for Glory. That one tier. That one tier did it. That one tier. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? What you got to do to win an Oscar, black man? Cry one tear. Nigga, if you if you if you said two, that's that's one too many. You need that right? get one drizzle. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what would be even more impressive? You know, like if I wonder, did that? Did he literally just cry that one tear, or was that some treatment? You know, like one little visine. They was like, all right, man. You know what it was as an actor. There's there's moments I've cried and I didn't mean to. Like you know that what it was is like he left his eye open too long and the <laughs> the, the air and then it just, it's like ah dang it's like you don't you don't know that it's happening until it happens and then you go with it. You're like oh, okay. damn. So you, you gotta say, tell us so, what scene in Insecure that happened in. We gotta know right, right now. Right. What scene in Insecure were you crying but you were just eating wings right before they called action? <laughs> I'm never gonna tell you my trade secrets again ever ever. You ruined it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn. Yo, you up here giving the secrets. You up here telling everybody that one tear was nothing but dust in the eye. Damn. But if I win an Oscar, though, but if I win an Oscar, <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me. Give it fucking to me. Yeah, again, Insecure wild. might have to be up for the Oscars because, again, it's the like one of the only things that are out right now. They be like, yo, this is, you know, this is a TV show, but shit, ain't nothing else out. Hey, so I, I will take all the awards. They give, give anything gold. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love it. Is that I? You know, I wonder when you know, because you know, for 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 all those out there who who not on you know top rated ass shows are. are uh, I wonder when you are on the top rated show. Do y'all be really think? Do you be really thinking like shit? This must be the year we getting our damn awards and flowers. God damn it, give us all of them. Is that some? Uh, is that conversations that happen between between y'all? No, we don't set ourselves up anymore for that for that great uh, black hope. We don't we don't set ourselves up. <laughs> we just we just take uh, take it as we see it. Because I mean, literally year one. We came out the I mean guns blazing. Melina was directing. It's like mm. we're showing like black people in their element. You know, we we our 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 um our music is bombed. The I mean, we we came out season yeah. one and we got that 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 and it was like oh okay okay mm-hmm. no no that's cool it's cool. Then season two nothing. I mean we we did get the Peabody and we were like you know what this this is for the smart people. Yes, right. <laughs> you know, we were like Peabody is this is the Harvard of awards, so we will take it. Um, but then after that, that was about it. And um, we got we did get a um, we shared our our first non Peabody award was sharing the ABFF award with Blackish. I was like, how are we gonna share? Uh, Damn, they <laughs> <laughs> was like is that has that ever happened? Do they be well, sharing it that year? And we were like, okay, we'll take it because it, it was well, it's all we had. Yeah, I would love because it's like a black organization. I would love they're like, yo, we only got one award, so you know, Monday it's in the blackish office, and then <laughs> on Tuesday drive it all the way down to Culver, give it to the insecure office. <laughs> like, 
That's not how it went down. They they presented the blackish first, and they were like, "All right, y'all, y'all other niggas, come up here." I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. "It's like, all right, before this thirty seconds run out, where y'all can get y'all thank yous, let's go ahead and let Insecure come on up here." <laughs> damn, that's so, that's so funny. Well, Vaughn, can you kind of talk about what it was like? Like, because like you said, when Insecure first came out, you know, it was kind of underrated, and like you know, it was kind of came from behind, and now you guys are one of the top shows on not only HBO, but just on television right now, like such high ratings, every, like y'all control Twitter on Sundays. What was that kind of like, you know, come up like for you? I think really what it was, was Issa having a very clear vision. Like, I just want to make a dope show and it's okay if everybody doesn't understand it because at the end of the day, I'm going to get to do something for me and for the culture. And then having someone like Prentice and Melina and really HBO backing that, I think regardless of the accolades, we were very, and, and they, all of us were very uh, specific about what they were trying to do. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you're not looking for the accolades, when you're not looking for permission from other people, you just get to do what you do. And then it's like out of that specificity comes the, um, comes the eyeballs. It's like, hey, have y'all seen the show? Hey, do y'all love it like we love it? Because it's just like, we weren't trying to be anything for anybody else for accolades. We were just trying to be ourselves, really. Mm. And um, and it's been great to see the following grow. Because it was funny, because it, it would always be funny when, like, white people... I knew that something was dope when I was vacationing and this, like, she had to be between 50 and 60 years old, this white woman came up to me and was like, oh my God, are you, you play Molly? And I was like, I, I do. Hello. And she was like, me and my husband watch you guys faithfully every Sunday. And I was like, yeah, do? And she was like, yes. And I, I was like, oh, there's something, there's definitely, this goes beyond young black people who are, you know, college age to mid thirties to forties. This is like, it runs the gamut. And then it was like, funny, other white people would watch it and they would see us. And it, it never fails. They'd be like, we love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good. I was like, why are you whispering, though? Why are you like, <laughs> we can hear you. Like, I'm in front of you. <laughs> and yeah. they would be like, it's so good. Oh, my God, it's so good. And I was like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. I mean, one of the one of the cool things that it is. Let me tell you. So, my I, I have a young mom, you know, and and I mean, so she watched wrestling. I feel like your mom had right. she was eleven. I'm not mad at she. Well, she had me when she was sixteen, so almost, uh, almost, <laughs> <laughs> almost. She 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 had a few more years, but but one thing like, but she's still very mom. You know, she don't watch what's hip and everything like that. So that's how I always make my parameter of like a popular show and and and, and shit that has really hit a different echelon in the zeitgeist is when moms know who it is and when moms mm-hmm. know what it is. Uh, that's how you know you hit in that culture. And that's how you know people are fucking with you because I was at the crib. This was like season two. And it was a Sunday. So Insecure came on and Insecure and Game of Thrones were the two shows that I, you know, you watch on Sunday because you don't want to wait till Monday or Tuesday to watch them. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh, I watched this show, boo. Let me sit down and watch it. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. We watched it. And then, you know, like a sex scene happened and I was like, I don't feel comfortable watching this with you right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's It's so interesting how in some families it'd be like, 
I can't watch this with my mom or my mom can't watch this with me because she's uncomfortable. I love that in your house, you're like, I can't watch this with you, mom. Like, no, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like it's, it's usually the other way around. Moms are like, baby, what is this? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, your mom's like, yeah, that's how you got here, boo. <laughs> 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 can't, can't do this. Can't do this with you, mom. Honestly, real yes. talk, that's exactly what the fuck she said. Uh, and I ain't like it. <laughs> I ain't like it. I was like, I don't need to know that, mama. <laughs> I don't need to know. Well, you know, Jaquise, on that about like how like you can see how dominant the show is. I remember this coming season when I saw that y'all were gonna be up against Last Dance. I was just like, well, you know, I guess Twitter's gonna start talking about insecure. You know, half an hour late, but they did it. I literally watched niggas stop tweeting about the Last Dance because it was in two parts. <laughs> they stopped tweeting about it and went, all right, now it's time to watch Insecure. I'm like, y'all just gonna stop watching Jordan? Like, y'all beat Jordan. Niggas was like, yeah, nah, I'll, I'll watch this Jordan shit later. It's time to watch Insecure. Like, people were that dedicated to what watching I- y'all live. What I appreciate was, I think, last week when they were like, yo, insecure numbers going to go up because they ain't got competition. It's, it's, the, the dance is over. And I was like, dang, that's real. Like, we weren't even thinking about it in that way because we just we just knew we had to be on Twitter at 10 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. But shout out to all y'all for watching and being very invested. I mean, the the Twitter thing is real this season. I, I know I'm catching, I'm catching bodies. I'm catching, you, I'm kind of Yeah, yeah. Like, you catching, you catching heat. You catching heat. Catchin we gonna, we gonna, we gonna definitely talk about that a little later. Cause I you, mean, you catching heat. A, a, a hoe is glad that she's in therapy right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't know better. So I would, I would shit. I, I can't speak for Jaquise, but I've been Team Molly from the beginning. I hope you know that. I'm Team Molly. Well, I appreciate you, black man. You know what? I, I will say this. I, 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 I'm one of those niggas who's like, you know what? I ain't picking no side. Everybody got their own, you know, everybody on got right and wrong, right? The only time this season where I was like, oh, I got to pick a side. And it was the only time. And it, it was when the episode when Issa came up and she pulled up for that park and you came up behind her. And you was like, nah, this is my park. I was like, oh, Molly, I can't do this. Nah, I'm going to go well, ahead and go she, with Issa she, right now. This is having her reverse lights on. We don't know. I thought she was going to pass. You know what I'm saying? When no. you, you go past the spot, you went no. back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ain't no spin, ain't no spin for this one. Nah, as a brother who, as a brother who had to park on the north side of Chicago for five years, I was like, oh hell no. So the, parking, the parking spot did it for you, not not the not the uh, block party, but the parking spot. Like nah, 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 because the block party, I was like, y'all both got points, but the parking spot, I was like, nah, 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 nah. That's I think that was just a clear miscommunication of understanding. You know, it can happen to anybody at any time at any place. Okay, all right, if you say so, if you say so. <laughs> Listen, my text I don't have to pick a side. My text clear. Okay. <laughs> Whatever y'all niggas want, I got. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So, I mean, one one thing that I, I love about when when people start getting their flowers from everybody that they should be getting flowers from uh, is especially when they start to branch out and you start to see them outside of that first thing you know them for, you know, and I, I'm I'm loving the fact that not only do we get a chance because you know you had night school so we got to see you in that but not only do you get a chance to branch out and show people like yo this is me you get it in your own fucking special and i'm like queen show the fuck out i'm loving it it was so damn good uh i i first of all like how is that news saying hbo coming saying yo you want it you got an hour let's go uh what was that talk us through that process of of getting mama i made it Mama, I made it. It was beautiful because, you know, I had 
it's funny because uh, Instagram be telling on you. Three years ago, I opened up for Rock um, in Atlanta on wow. his blackout tour, and it's like doing Memorial Day weekend. And I remember we were filming season two of Insecure, and I got a call from my my manager at the time, and he was like, it, "Chris Rock wants you to come to Atlanta." And I was like, what? He was like, Labor Day weekend. And all I could think of was like, nigga, that's peak blackness. Like, I'm like, Labor Day weekend in Atlanta? Sign me up. And to then, and then after that, I, I ended up doing Barclays and um, wow. MSG with him. Well, yeah, Barclays was, I'm like 16,000 people to just hear one person speak and I get to open up. Like, I'm not, you're not, you're not here for me. You're here for him. And he gave me a spot for y'all to see me. So it was just kind of like, I felt like those were kernels from God. Just like, hey, go mm-hmm. ahead and take this little, take this little seed, make it pop right quick. And so then after that, I headlined Caroline's and I did five shows. And I remember it was right after New Year's. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, nigga, this is the worst. Like after New Year's in New York, n- nobody has money. No one's going to come <laughs> see me perform. <laughs> then it was a snowstorm. My niggas. I was like, ah! Like, who did this to me? Like, it's like, why was I not thinking this through? And then all five shows got sold out. Fuck yeah. Wow, man. Look at God. Wow. I mean, yo, the the New York showed up so much. They were like, oh, you told me he was going to let snow stop us? And I'm like, and the thing Mm. about it is, like, so many people didn't even know that I did comedy. Like, I started comedy Mm -hmm. since 2006. And so it's funny because, you know, Whatever people meet you as, that's kind of the box they try to put you in. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's an actress. Oh, is she one of those actresses trying to do comedy? It's like, no, nigga, I got to be an actress from comedy. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. so it's kind of like, ah, let me, let me, let me reintroduce. Please, please allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me why. Oh. <laughs> um, and, and then HBO came to one of those tapings. And then to have the dude at Caroline's be like, yo, I've been doing this joint for 25 years. This is literally the worst slot for any comic, and it never gets sold out. And he was saying it as a compliment, and I definitely was like, "So, nigga, you set me up to fail." Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I think he wanted me to be so proud of like, look at the look at the thing you did. And I was like, "Sure, sure, cool, 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 cool." However, why it got to be me? Like, why did y'all give me the like the setup Mm -hmm. to fail slot so I could prove myself? But then Mm -hmm. I did, and so that was dope. And I remember that's when like. I, I literally looked at the HBO exec like, but my dude, though, like, was good. And it was later that year that they were like, yeah, this is happening. And 2000, so I got the deal at the end of 2018. And 2019, I took off to write my book. And I knew that Insecure would be filming. And so I basically, I was like, the only time for me to even start working on this special is, is December of 2019. And oh, shit. Yeah. And I was just wow. like, I would, I would go home. I knew I wanted to go home to Nigeria. And I was like, yo, there's no better time to go home than like the Christmas season because everybody be out there. And, and then I was just like, then I'll do a tour before, before I do a movie. Like it was just like, I had wow. 2019 and 2020 planned out. Wow. And so wow. This, this was in the making for a while. That I listen. I, I <laughs> mean, got, I, I feel like Jikis and I have so many questions. Like, yeah, wow, I, <laughs> all right. All right, you know we got we got a lot of we got a lot of fans of comedy on this show, mm-hmm. so I, I just want a lot. I just want everybody to know how fucking hard it is mm-hmm. to not only write an 
hour, have an hour of material, but to do it in a way you did it, where it was such a really dope ass way. It was, it was like a stand up documentary almost, where we got to see mm-hmm. you go back home, and then it mixes in with your with the actual special, and to do that in like three fucking months is hard as it's it's like if Chris Nolan wrote Inception in a day. <laughs> Like that shit I mean, is not easy. Sometimes the movie feels that way, you know what I mean? That's why Ellen Page's character <laughs> That's why Ellen Page's character is there. She's always asking questions. Rewatch the movie. She's always just like <laughs> No, it, it was it was crazy because it was literally I well for first I pitched it to HBO. I was like, so here's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a documentary music video comedy special. And they were like, mm-hmm. nigga, what? I was like, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> it's like, all right, hold on now, nigga. Hold on now. <laughs> because in a former life, in a former life, like, I, I think I was a hype man for DMX. You know, I was either a hype man for DMX <laughs> or Beyonce don't know it, but I was on the stage with her at Coachella. She don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, We saw you, we saw you. <laughs> so that's why you see me doing a whole music video for the first like minute and a half you're like is this whole gonna do yeah. dope um, that shit got me hyped I'm not gonna even lie to you oh, that yeah. shit that shit got me hyped I, it was the most hyped I've been for at the top of a stand-up special in the hot ass minute I was like oh shit oh she's still going alright let me go ahead and bop yeah. my shoulders since Cat <laughs> came out that one time with the Ligers you said what that was the most hype I've been since Cat Williams came out with those ligers. Y'all remember that? He came out with those ligers. That's you you peaked that for me. You I was like, damn, she she beat the ligers, bro. Well, I appreciate that. No, I am so I'm so Nigerian, I'm so extra. I was like, nah, nigga, I'm gonna have a theme song. They were like, What? Yeah, I'm gonna come out the theme music. And then I got Chris Robinson. <laughs> then I got Chris Robinson to direct. And I was like, young nigga, I see I did I see what you did for Drake and and, and C Breezy. So mm-hmm. I just I want my joint to look like a music video. He was like, say less. Um, so yeah, no real talk. We went, we finished, we wrapped Insecure December 19, 2019. I left wow. for Nigeria January 4th, 2020. Wow. I came back, did a 13 city tour, and then shot the special February 29th. Wow. Yo, and then, and then Corona hit. <laughs> I was about to say that's that's like ten days before the NBA shut down, and which is yeah. which is when Corona became real for Black people is when the NBA shut down. It yeah. when I tell you, it was literally the last date I could have done it. Like it was, it was like God was like, "Nah, ho, we gonna do this." Like hell it yeah, was, wow. it was it was February. He even gave me an extra day. It was a leap year, my nigga. He was like, we're going to make sure nobody takes credit for this. This is going to be all me. So I did it February 29th, March 1st. I was on a plane to Puerto Rico to shoot a movie with Lil Rel. Like, so that was it. Like, it wasn't like I had no other window. Like, the, like the, January 1st, February 29th. That was my window to make this special happen. And That's so dope. And we did. And thankfully, I had the lockdown to, like, work on the edits and, you know, really mm-hmm. put my fingerprints all on it. I mean, like, literally, every, the finger right from, I had a dude from South Africa create the um, the the graphics. I, I literally, yeah. like, I want my own uh, font. I was like, I need my own font. And I wanted to look like, like, Africa on steroids. Like, I wanted to, like, if, if you could imagine, like, an African superhero, I want my font to look like that. So the font from the special—that's what you see. Um, I, I like—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm real extra though. I, I like the details in me. 
it's like my parents instilled, and this is really why I wanted to show my parents. They instilled so much heat in us to be the best and to excel in every single area. They thought for sure we were going to excel as doctors, lawyers, and engineers. Mm-hmm. I just was like, nah, 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 I'm good on that. But I'm going to take these same principles and attach it to if I'm going to be a comedian, if I'm going to be a writer, if I'm going to be an actress. It's like, you, I'm never going to stop. You know, I, I love that. Uh, and I think, like, you know, to your point of you saying that you're being an extra, I mean, I think that, that comes back to what you were saying of why Insecure has been so successful is because of the specificity. And that special, to me, spoke to me a lot because I'm also a child of immigrants. And seeing your parents for me was like, yeah, it was like seeing my own parents. And Jaquise knows I'm always talking about my mom. But the way that your mom talked about you, about how she wanted you to do a certain career and that she's proud of you for, you know, succeeding in this career, but that she was worried. I was like, I know that voice. (laughs) I know that voice where it's like, are you proud of me? I can't tell. Like, it sounds like you're still mad that I'm not. Yo, Edgar, the best part of, like, I tell everyone's like, oh, you know, no, 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 Megan. The best part of that special for me is when I watch it and when every time my parents finish saying something in the interview, it's just silent for like 10 seconds. I'm like, there's so much pregnancy in that pause. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the things not said, but mm-hmm. that's going on in their mind. Like, I, I, like my mom's like, no, we, she's going to find somebody. That shit killed me. And just, they just <laughs> And then they just had it on both of them for a hot ass 10 seconds. And they were just like, we're going to trust in God. We're going to trust in God. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna let these words go ahead and float up to heaven real quick. Oh, man. That shit killed me. <laughs> that shit so killed real. me. I was uh, like, they don't mean this at all. I'm like, they mean it, but it, it hits differently. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think like when you say, I, I you know, I, I get it. You know, we always put the man, we be an extra on ourselves. But I think for me, what I what I got from it is that. You know, because I didn't feel that at all. I just felt, man, this is such an authentic ass uh, view into somebody who, up until this point, we have only been introduced to as a character for the most part mm-hmm. um, on television. And like now, I feel like, yo, I'm getting to know who the fuck Yvonne is. Uh, and 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 I thought it was. I mean, even to the even down to when you're in Nigeria. And I heard you like drop back into the Nigerian dialect. I was like, yes. oh shit. <laughs> like, I was like, this yes. is dope as fuck. Cause you feel like, man, cause a lot, you're right, man. They always try to put us in these boxes when they know us for one thing. And he was like, nah, man, I'm out of this box. I'm me. I'm just playing characters, but this is and me. And that's so important. And again, like, you know, coming from like that black immigrant experience is that we don't get a lot of that on television, right? Not like, at all. Most of what we get on television, and I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not mad at it, is the American black experience, right? But like, you know, like people like yourself or myself, that's not what we knew growing up because our parents were immigrants and they didn't like some of the same traditions and stuff. So seeing you slip back into that accent was so validating and like humanizing for me to see you be like, oh shit, she knows exactly what I'm like. Like when I go back home to my family. Well, it's funny because, like, even in the special, I I talk about how, like, it's cool. It's cool now to be African. And, you know, last year was the year of return. So you had so many people coming back to uh, Ghana, and I loved it. But, you know, you know, I get asked, like, you know, you know, you know, why did you want to do this? And I was like, here's the thing. Like, my my parents never allowed me to assimilate in a way where I had to give up something. (laughs) <laughs> in order to put on something else. They were like, mm-hmm. I, like, I remember my father was just like, if anything happens in America, <laughs> where will you go? 
I was like, uh, probably Nigeria because I got an option. He was like, then that is your home. And I was like, wait, dad, come on. Come on <laughs> like, it's both. I'm like, because I was trying to tell him like why I say Nigerian American because I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm both. And I want to, you know, respect both. And he was like, I don't, this American thing you're adding to you, you are not. And I was like, oh, but you know, the way things keep happening here, nigga, I'm about to buy a one-way ticket <laughs> and keep it pushing <laughs> because what? But no, but I think, I think what was so dope about what my parents did, and I don't even know if they realized what they were doing, they were just like, yeah, 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 you can be here, but under no circumstance are we going to allow you to lose where you're from. And mm. I remember even when I got bullied, it was never like, I want to stop being Nigerian to fit in. It was like, no, guys, if you guys only understood how cool being Nigerian was, I think you guys would like it, too. And they were like, no, nigga, we don't. You know, so it's just <laughs> like, can you people be my friend? They're like, absolutely not. You smell like stockfish. I was like, but it's not my fault. You know? <laughs> and, so, and so I always, I always led with, like, I was always that champion of, like, no, this, yes, and. You know, like, why can't I be both? And I remember going back to Nigeria and then being like not Nigerian enough. And that always bothered the hell out of me. Cause I'm like, nah, mm. man, in America, I'm, I'm just like, I'm too Nigerian. And then here I'm not Nigerian enough. And I remember my, my oldest brother spent more time back home and he came back to the States. He was speaking the language. He was making the food. This nigga was speaking pidgin English and I was hot. I was like, I'll be gosh darn if this thing is going out Nigerian me. And so mm. when, when, I, when I went back home, man, it was like I was, I was, I was bountiful. I was like, I was surrounding myself with everybody speaking. I remember I, my proudest moment was when I was in the village and I heard this woman talking about me in Igbo and I understood exactly what she was saying. I was like, nigga, I got you. Like, it was just yeah. like, you can't get one over on me. And I, I felt like this is what it means to truly make home personal. And mm. For me, I'm like, yo, being Nigerian is my superpower, like high key. And so I want y'all to go on this journey with me. I want y'all to understand your friends or your next door neighbors or your doctors or your lawyers or whoever that you rock with that's also from this culture, just even from this glimpse that I'm giving you from watching it. So that's, I'm like, it was a no brainer to go home. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I mean, you know, I want everybody. I don't want to. I'm not gonna give no jokes away or anything like that. There was a few. There was definitely a few belly laughs in there for me. But if I'm like, I want to know. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, I felt called out. I felt called out at one point. I'm not. I mean, oh shit. All right. Well, I I didn't feel called out because you know I don't make mistakes. But (laughs) (laughs) that's a lie. But one of my one of my biggest belly laughs, two of them, is when when homie was like, when you was like, yo, do you know uh, you know Yvonne? He was like, oh yeah, man, we talk on Facebook all the time. Yo, he was so confident. He was like, yeah, I just we talk on Facebook. And you're like, would you know her if, if she was in front of you? He's like, yeah, yeah, of Absolutely. course. I was like, yeah. we can't even be honest. We, why can't we? I'm like, cameras are on you, my nigga. Just yeah. tell the truth. Just tell the truth. And like, that's what I love, man. Because you, because not only is it like super authentic and super you, but it also has all those same funny ass, like human, which is goes to the point that we're all fucking, you know, we're just as human as everybody else, even if they don't see it. But it has all the human elements. Like, 
Mm-hmm. We've all seen that type of joke so many fucking times in like different ways, but this one felt so goddamn like close to home because she was like, "Yeah, man, yeah, shit, I know, yeah. I know that I person's used to talk name." On Facebook all the time, yeah, no, we were, we were just getting, I was like, "What he said that?" But I, I'm so glad I had those glasses on because I was like, "What the hell is this?" Thing? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, let me tell you what I relate to, and I don't know if this is what you felt attacked by Edgar, but you know. Niggas trying to give directions. Woo! <laughs> Boy, you ain't never lied. You ain't never lied. Dude, it's... It, I mean, it is... It, I, I, I ask now just for sheer entertainment. I know, I know I'm not going to use none of this, but I just want to see what the hell you're going to come up with. <laughs> nah, the, the, I, felt, I felt attacked when you were talking about when you vibing with a dude at a party, and then you ask him if he's single. <laughs> Damn. That part attacked me very yeah, hard. Yeah, you know what? Actually, actually, I'm not even going front. Yeah, I, I was there with you, Edgar. I was there with you. What's, I was what's like, crazy? Damn. What's crazy is the dude. Like, sometimes it's funny because like some of most of my jokes are ripped from actual real life experience. Like some sometimes mm-hmm. I really don't have to make up. I may embellish some things, but like high key, they it just it happened. It actually happened. And what's funny is one of the dudes. That that happened with, I, I mean, obviously, I, I'm, I still know him, and he came to one of my shows. He's now married with kids or whatever, and I was like, you know, that was you I was talking about in that in that joke. He was like, oh, yeah, that's not like something I would say when I'm single. Damn, nigga, I'm and I was like, yeah, you said that. I remember being in, but that's been happening to me since I was in college. I would never forget. I was a freshman. This dude was like a, I want to say he was a junior. Took me out to this lovely restaurant. It was nice. And I was like, this is so, oh, oh my God. Like, as a freshman, you you feel yourself a little bit. And then this nigga, like, halfway through was like, yeah, you know, because my girl. I was like, Nick, what? The, what? Why are we here? Why are we here? Right. And he just dropped the, like, yeah, you know, but my grandma don't really like her. I was like, your grandma don't like her. <laughs> Uh, Nigga, I tell you, I was like, "Get me out of here." Mm-hmm. I Damn. mean, it hurt even more when you took it a f- step further and said that the girl at home was white. I was like, "Okay, come on, stop now, <laughs> stop attacking me." <laughs> you know, stop, get, let us let us breathe, Yvonne. Let us breathe. <laughs> She's half white. Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't have my, I don't have. Listen, black man, I, I, I support y'all. I see you all. I recognize y'all. <laughs> My king, I hail you. I just, you know, I, I, I uplift you. Today is your day forevermore. Thank you. All of the things. Thank you, but you got to tell the truth though. So I, yeah. tell the truth. I respect it. I respect, I respect it. it. Uh, yo, was there? But I tell them the girls too. I do tell them the girls too. So it's, it was course. equal opportunity. So I had this question: Was there any part of you that? When you took the insecure job, knowing that you started in stand up and that was your hustle and like, you know, acting, I feel like sometimes comedians do acting so that they can like, you know, pay the bill so they could do stand up. Was there any part of you that was just like, man, if I take this insecure job, I'm losing stand up? Hell yeah. That was the mm. plan. I was like, I'm good. Ouch. Nigga, I'm doing a, a, a alpha stomp right now. I was, yes, please <laughs> get me out the game because the struggle is real. And yeah. Then I then I went on tour with Chris and I was like you know and I was you know I, I thought it's, it's it felt like a scene from a movie where like the uh, the assistant is coming to the boss like hey you know if I can just get some advice from you uh, sensei um, I was like yo 
because I've seen you, I've seen, uh, you know, um, I've seen Chappelle, I've seen Murphy, like how y'all parlayed stand-up and, and just, you know, went into acting. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I see stand-up as like my gateway drug. Chris was like, mm. the hell are you talking about? I was like, I, I, not, I don't know what reaction you're about to give me, sir. He's like, comedy's not a gateway drug. <laughs> I was like, I don't know drugs, uh, the stratosphere of drugs, sir. I don't. Please explain what you're trying to tell me. And basically, he was saying like, you don't ever get rid of this drug. He's like, if mm. everything shuts down and you have no opportunities to act, you hold on to comedy because your fans are gonna be there. He's like, all you need is your instrument, which is your freaking voice, your point of view, and a mother freaking mic set or a mic mm. stand. So it's not a gateway drug, nigga. Like that's that's your that's your moneymaker. And mm. I was like, oh, I've been looking at this all wrong. It was like I was trying to pimp comedy, and he was like, you don't get to do that. Like you 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 use her for everything for sure, but she's your first love. He's like, she's your bottom. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, she's your basically she's your main girl, and I'm like, right, for sure. yeah. And and he was so right. And I think once I shifted the perspective of who comedy was to me, I think I took her more seriously. I think, mm. you know, I was just like, oh yeah, no, this is, how do I, how do I say what I want to say through this medium? And just even, and, and that's why I think I poured so much into the special because I really was like, yo, if my goal and my job in life is to help someone else see that it's possible for them, but then nigga, do this during an excellence. Like, do this right. Because there's some little girl in Zimbabwe that's like, oh, I'm funny too. And it's like, well, she needs to tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, shit, that, that's just so real. I mean, like, uh, you see it off happen to performers all the time, right, Jakees, where they just, like, get wrapped up in, like, the movies and all that, and then it gets taken away and they have nothing. And, they, yeah, they always go back to stand-up. Like, when Conan, you know, lost The Tonight Show to Jay Leno, like he he went back to stand up. He went on tour because he's like, this is what got me into this. So like, nah, I fuck with that for real. And, and stand up is so the beauty of stand up is you can have an idea and you can figure out if the idea is popping that night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. With TV film, you have an idea. Five years later, you're like trying to still convince niggas that that is a good idea, and then they're like, well, can you make a can you make a concept trailer? Can you can you come back and pitch to us and Five mm-hmm. o'clock. You're like, nigga, I pitched y'all last week. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like the 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 immediacy and the feedback that you get from your work and the personal. Because I mean, I'm I'm also like a personal. I don't know how this is gonna change with COVID, but I, I like that like immediate feeling, that interaction, that like I'm looking at you and the spontaneity of just me looking at you can create something whereby I I tell a joke off off rip. And mm. and we can see what what happens there too. I, I you know the improv of it all is is so dope. Yeah. So you know I I view this uh, as your as one of your opening love letters to the fans and to the culture and for for us to to enjoy and consume. And you know you and you got the special, you got insecure, you got the movies coming out. So what what where do you see like what's what's your what's what's the next plan for Yvonne? Like where do you see where do you want this to launch patch you to? Um after the special like drops and everybody is watching it and it was like, oh shit. 
yo, we got to see like Yvonne on like SNL. Like we got to see her like get that A-list fucking that that movie where she's starring in and shit like that. Like what's what you looking forward to? Well, a real G's moving silence like cognac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is the G silent in cognac? Is it cognac? Yes. <laughs> cognac. Okay, that's it's not cognac. cognac, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I've been saying cognac all this time. All this time. Uh, give, give me some of that yak. Um, no, I, so I got the book coming out 2021, Bamboozled Ooh. by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams. So, you know, that's that's going to be dope. I, You know, I created a show back in 2015 called First Gen, um, where I'm still holding on to hope that maybe it'll take someone seeing the special for that to to pop off, for them to be like, oh, we get what this hell was trying to do <laughs> all, this, all yeah. this time. You know, sometimes the industry is like that. It's like it, it takes all the things lining up. Like Lena had 20s years ago. She wins an Emmy and it's like, hey, about that project, right. <laughs> you know, so sometimes it takes the right time and place and everything to be in alignment for that to pop off. But high key, I'm like, I, I, I want to do a superhero movie, my nigga. Like I want to be, I, yes, I'm, I'm, wow. I mean, I'm not working out for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not trying to get <laughs> for my health, you know? You ain't, like, you, you, you out here crunching to be the next, you know, Miss Marvel, uh, or what do they call it? Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my, my Laura Croft on, my oh, yeah. children oh, of wow. blood and bone. I, you know, somebody said I should play Storm. I was like, nigga, all of the above. Like, how can I be in every franchise? It's just oh, like. Oh, shit. Um, who would you want to no, play? Who is your, who is your, if there is one comic book character that, or superhero character, who, who you want to play? This is just real random. And since we started off talking about uh, wrestling, I feel like y'all would appreciate this. It's like, y'all remember Captain Planet? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell like, yeah. Mother Earth, low high key. Like if they ever did like a reboot where Captain Planet was like a thorough superhero and Mother Earth like had sto- like storm-like powers, I won't be Mother Earth like because it was like by the power invested. I don't know. Uh, that would be, be that. I would be fire. I love that. Be absolutely fire. I can't tell you how many times I've pitched uh, Captain Planet to my sketch team. It was just like, all right, listen to me. <laughs> Captain Planet. And then like, yo, take that. And then like, no nigga will take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up right now. Pick I'm that taking, shit up. Like, Pick it Captain up. Planet, and if, if like, if the mother, if the tree became like a storm, like, cause mother earth was like this, she was beautiful. She was fly as hell. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she actually had superpowers to like make the earth like bomb. Nigga, sign me up. But um, I love that. No, I got you. I got you. Let me you, let me just call my boys at Turner real quick. <laughs> no, there's this there's this book, Children of Blood and Bone, that I rocks with heavy, and it's kind of like it's kind of like uh what's that mocking mocking Jay like series Hunger Games, yeah. Hunger Games. There we go. Um, but like with an African lead, the problem is I think the 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 protagonist is like thirteen, and I can't age backwards. I mean, I know I look young for my age, but that's not a thing that could happen, but like I would love to be the lead in that. Like, just if I can be what Gabrielle Union was and bring it on, because I think she was like in high school. If, right. If I can do that. <laughs> Shit, you could do it. You could do it. You could do it. I mean, they had they had uh, Robert De Niro playing like you know twenty years old in the Irishman. <laughs> We, we got you, you know. We got that technology out there. And not only did they have him playing twenty year old, they made that nigga fight. <laughs> they made him fight. 
at 20 years old. And I was like, man, if you don't get his 80-year-old ass out here trying to stump somebody's hand. Bro, he could not lift his foot off the ground when he was stomping that dude. He was like, uh. Hysterical. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's dope. I that's dope. I listen. Yeah. We you need we need more black superheroes. We need more black women superheroes on, on screen for sure. Uh, so I'm here for it. But I also I also want to do. It's like you never you like when we were younger, we didn't know love and basketball was going to be a 20 year like classic, right? right we didn't yes. know. We were just like, oh, this is dope. I would love to be part of what what that was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want I want a romantic comedy that everybody can point to and be like, yo, that's love. Like in such a, in such a unique and clear way. I feel like that's what we haven't, when was the last romantic comedy? I mean, we had the photograph recently, which was beautiful. Um, but even before that, when was the last romantic comedy that you were just like, man, this is, this is it. It made me believe in love again. Yo, I got a pitch for you. I got a pitch for you for what that movie could be. Okay. Okay. So it starts, right? You know, there's this girl. She's a famous, she's a famous star. She's like, you know, the lead on this hit series on HBO. And she comes on this podcast. Copy, copy. Mm-hmm. And then she hears this dude's voice. He's like, hey, yo, thanks for coming on the pod. And she goes, oh, wait, is that something there? But they only keep meeting each other through podcasts the entire movie. Mm. Mm. I see Can what I- you- can I add to that? Can I add to that? And Go ahead, add to that, Jaquise. Add to that pitch. And 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 right and right as and right as that lead character, right as she says, I think I see something here. That podcast host says, "Ooh, but I'm not single though." And uh, <laughs> and you know, and that that ends the movie right there. But that's the movie a just ends still. right there. The movie, the movie, <laughs> he hits he hits end meeting on Zoom in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is this supposed to inspire love? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told Jaquise when we watched, because I'm not going to lie, I saw Love and Basketball for the first time last year. Jaquise showed it to me. Wait, and what? I know. Look, we look. there's yeah. a lot of things, man. I showed it to him. I was like, nigga, you haven't seen Love and Basketball, so we watched I, okay. it together. Look, I had two barriers, okay? I had immigrant parents, and they were Seventh-day Adventists, okay? I had two barriers that I had to break no, 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 you to no, get no, any no, pop no, culture. No, we're not going to. What year were you born, sir? 91. You, there's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it was close, though. It was close. When you heard the 90, right. you were like, 90. I was, like, I, was like, I was about to let you have it. And I was like, nah, nigga, there's no excuse. <laughs> if, you but, could, if you could ride a bike when Love and Basketball came out, you should have seen that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have at least understood the first quarter. Right, 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 right. The first quarter was for you, my nigga. <laughs> but you know what was sad? Like, I'm, I'll never forget. Like, I used, I, you know, I worked in corporate America. I got a, uh, a public health degree, and I remember when I worked mm-hmm. in public health. And you know, we were all going around, like, you know, being what, work, white coworkers. Like, oh, you know, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, hands down, love of basketball. You know, they were throwing out with Harry Met Sally, and you know, all that. And I was like, no, 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 love of basketball. And I remember my white coworker was like, I've never heard of that. And I just wow. was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, uh-huh. hey, please, Redbox. I was like, I feel like Blockbuster might have been slipping out when I said this. But I was like, find it, watch it. And what I love is that she came back on Monday, because it was the weekend. She was like, I watched it and it was so beautiful. And it was just so <laughs> lovely. And the story, and I, it made me feel like, what is it about like our stories that that don't feel as 
easily acceptable, or like digest, like you know what I'm saying? Like love and basketball mm. is up there with the when Harry met Sally. Like there's no yeah. reason why it shouldn't be looked at as such. And not just because it's a you know, like why is it so marginalized and like, oh, this is a black love story versus this is a universal love story. You know, they, they talked about that when Creed dropped. Because when Creed dropped, a lot of people were talking about how it should be considered for Oscar stuff. And some critics were just like, well, you know, it's not an Oscar movie. It's a black movie. And we were like, why? Like, it, nothing about, like, it's not about, like, I feel like if our movies aren't about some sort of, like, trauma, struggle or trauma, we don't get to be in the Oscar race. Like, they couldn't just have a movie about a dude being a boxer and he's black without putting another category. Like, there's nothing about love and black in basketball that's about you know, racial trauma specifically, obviously the situation these characters find themselves in is because of their races. But like, I feel like if it's not like slavery, you know, like unless love and basketball had a scene where a slave master came in there and was like, niggers get back to work. And they all ran and then, you know, started picking cotton. It's never going to get nominated for an Oscar. What's funny, it has to be I hope, a I hope, trauma. I hope we're moving out of that, but I do have a friend who's a writer who recently told me, who was just like, if, if in the last year, any movie that was deemed important or had a message, she was like, I just didn't see it. And I was like, what? She was like, no, I said, like, I don't want to see anything important. I don't want, I just want to, I just want to be entertained. Can I please, she was like, why are all of our movies important? Like, in yes. terms of like, why must they have a, a historical significance for it to, like, to your point, for it to then be like, have you seen it? It is necessary. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it? Cause I, I live it every day. I walk yeah. out and it's like, Huh. Um, it was like when Bill Street came out, as beautiful as that movie was, and I loved it so much. After I watched it, I was like, all right, I probably don't have to watch this again because I know this story too I know the pain. Well. Yeah. Let me go watch Endgame real quick. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, and, and, but that's why I loved... Uh, I, I hit up Issa, and I was like, yo, I love uh, Lovebirds. Because I was just like... Oh, it was so funny. It was just so mm-hmm. necessary to be like, look at these two brown people just doing stuff that like white actors get to do all the time. Just mm-hmm. tell a story that could have happened at any point in yeah. any anywhere USA. And it has yeah, nothing nothing to do with their race at all. And it's just like, yo, these are two dope ass fucking actors who are in this funny ass movie just about a funny situation. And the- that's yeah. it. There was no, there was no message other than like, look at love, outstanding, uh, you know, terrible times. Look at, look at us outlasting, you know, outlasting every, every obstacle put in our way to win the amazing race. Look at (laughs) (laughs) that. Yes. Well, listen, I, I truly hope that one day you are in a movie that 20 years later has a song like A Woman's Work that's not about sex or romance at all but that's all you equate it to <laughs> like that's how fucking like powerful that movie is it made that sad ass song like a romance song <laughs> did, you, did you know that that's literally what i want my honeymoon song to be like yes wow. that song is about a person's wife dying and you <laughs> and loving basketball made us love it so much you want it to be your honeymoon song <laughs> Aaron Hall's I Miss You. Aaron Hall's I Miss You is about his wife dying. Yeah. I miss you. I'm talking to you, baby. That, that was a sad song. But, Ooh. 
a but we love woman's her. work. Listen, I don't care. This woman's gonna get her work in. That's <laughs> I'm gonna get my work. You gonna get Man. this one. I told you, Keith. Though I told you, Keith. You know, I have a better ending for that movie, which is she beats that nigga. Or no, what did I say, Jaquise? You oh, said they're playing, you said they're like, playing and it's yeah. tied up. It's tied up, and then she shoots the shot, and it goes to credits. <laughs> That's the I hated end of that the shit. Movie. I hate it. I hate Why? it. So you much. don't know if you don't know if she won or not. Edgar, I, I have a feeling that you don't know what the term <laughs> love means. Like <laughs> <laughs> on romantic you know what I'm saying you're also the person that's watching a comedy special with like your jump off and hoping that she doesn't realize that she's that like <laughs> yo shit yo we we need your we need your help Yvonne he, he, he needs it we need it <laughs> yo, he, you know like like the bible said this one is not easily cast out this is, uh, this is by my spirit says the lord okay oh shit um yo i this has been uh so dope talking to you and and listen everybody uh it's out right now because this is dropping a couple days after the special dropped on june 6th say that one more time hell yeah oh that was some sound effects that was some sound all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bump them up so them sound effects be loud as hell when (laughs) because This is a dope ass special. Everybody gotta watch it. Mama, I made it. If there is one lasting, like you kind of talk about this at the end of the special. Uh, so for everybody right now, if there's one lasting thing that you want people to take away from this and walk away from it, uh, what would that be? What would that be for you? For you? I, I would say, man, no matter how long it takes, no matter what obstacles are in front of you, you hold on to that daggone dream. If God gave it to you and you can't shake it you hold on to it because one day everybody's going to need it. So you mm-hmm. just keep grinding till the grind becomes the glow. Wow. I love it. Wow. I love that. That's so dope. You know what? I'm going to hold on to my dream that you and I going to shoot that movie. I'm calling it pod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because our, our relationship would be in a pod of the Zoom. But it's also a podcast. You see what I'm saying? It's levels to this shit, Yvonne. It's so layered, Edgar. I mean, your mind is so out there. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you man. Where you at? Who am I calling? U-T-A-C-A-A? I-C-M? Who am I calling? I'll, I'll, I'll email you. I'll email you who to call. Yeah. Right, I love cool. Yeah, yeah. I bet. She going to email you from that Hotmail account, man. That Hotmail account. <laughs> you call Tom for my space. You hit up Tom for my space. All right, cool. Bet. <laughs> Yo, we want to give you the last bit of space. We want to give you the space to talk about anything else that you want people to. You kind of did already, but even more, talk about anything else you want people to know about. Where you want people to find stuff about you. Anything that you want to drop to the kingdom, uh, please. The, the floor is yours. The space right is here, yours. Right here, right now. All right. So um, I too have a podcast uh, called Jesus and Jalof. So for sure, listen to that. Me and Hell my yeah. girl, Lovey Ajayi. Uh, again, the book is coming out 2021, <laughs> Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into the Life of My Dreams. You may be able to pre-order it. I don't even know. I'm still putting the finishing touches on it, but you can find it. You can start or do whatever you got to do to make sure you get it when it drops. And, uh, you know, uh, I, season five of Insecure is coming whenever they open up outside. You know, we get to film it. <laughs> Hell yeah, and and oh, yeah. and and the in this current season is wrapping up. I'm looking forward to seeing 
You know, listen, I, I I will just say we need we need Molly and Issa back together. I'm just going to say that. I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. Yeah. I love that friendship. And I've been through that. We've me and Edgar have both been through the, the ups and downs of friendships and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, as well, long as you ain't out there taking no more parks from people. Uh, y'all wow. good. <laughs> this, this came very full circle, but <laughs> you didn't tell me uh, why you were team out. Like you, you, so, you told me you, was, you promised you was gonna tell me why. You- oh shit. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tell you why I'm Team Molly. It's very, very, it's very, very uh, uh, simple. I feel like you have been your character has been clear in what she wants. She yeah. set up a boundary and said, "Hey, I would like it if you do not cross this boundary." Okay, she has never ever, you know, shitted on Issa for her dreams or anything like that. She has only said, "Hey, maybe you should consider this option or this." I I appreciate anyone who approaches things logistically because I feel like sometimes when someone's a feelings type of person, they just think that because they're feeling some type of way, they can spill it everywhere. Where it's just like, "Nah, that's not how shit works." So I feel like that's why I appreciate Molly as a very pragmatic person, and I think you know. She gets a bad rap because she's pragmatic and she's not all touchy feely like Issa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, use all your words, black man. You better use pragmatic. <laughs> word, okay? Well, here. let me let me tell you why I'm on team Molly. You know because meticulously she was Ooh. up there on that uh that zip line <laughs> on that know, woman's work. <laughs> you know that woman's work was up there on that zip line, flying through the <laughs> air and the particles in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Mr. Dates. Okay. <laughs> oh shit, I got TD. Hey, listen, woman, thou art loose. <laughs> loose. I used to say that shit at school all the time. I didn't know what I was saying. I'll get beat by the teachers. <laughs> hysterical, and you all are finished. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I said it. I said this, and I said this before. I know we gotta go. I said um, the reason why I think it's very telling for everybody that Anton Molly because it. it it really is more of an assessment of how they feel about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms mm-hmm. of, in terms of, like, I say this all the time. In terms of, like, how they are able to grace themselves in different circumstances. You know, even the conversations about like how Andrew, like Molly, doesn't deserve Andrew because she's so, you know, she's so broken and she's so messy. And it's like, dang. So as black women, should we only deserve good love when we're we show up as perfect? Mm-hmm. we can't have a guy like love us in spite of our mess okay yeah. how's that working out shit and, and, and what's so weird is that everybody loves Issa in spite of her mess so I'm just like why aren't we giving that same love towards Molly but you know whatever y'all can read it all about in my blog uh, Molly's boy uh, you know what I'm saying I, I dropped these thoughts up on my blog medium.com slash Molly's boy wow okay I didn't know Molly had a hive like that cool cool cool, cool. I'm gonna make sure I, I, I I become the number one member of that blog. But you know, the Easter's credit is she's the protagonist. We have seen things from her yes. point of view for the last four years. So of course she's our hero. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you gotta protect the heroes, guys. But I hey, Molly's. But you know what? You know what? Listen, Avengers had Captain Captain America, but they also had Iron Man too. So shit, we can have two heroes. We got two heroes in this show. So am, am I Iron Man? Oh my god, am I Iron Man? I say you you Iron Man. You Iron yeah, you Man. You definitely you definitely Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that means I, I need to go buy another house. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go get that Malibu beachfront property. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't look, you know, this is not Iron Man living over here. I need to- <laughs> <laughs> Culture,
You know how I know that was a good episode, Jaquise? How? It's because we had a plan of shit that we wanted to do, but we had so much fun talking to her that we didn't get time to do any of that shit. Yeah, we didn't, man. Uh, she was dope. She was dope. She was funny. And uh, and listen, we got to talk love and basketball. We got to talk wrestling. We got to talk so much shit and her mm-hmm. special. That's that and she gave shit. us keys. She gave people keys to the industry. It has all the markings of a great Culture Kings episode. And you know what else made this episode better, Jaquise? And they may what? not want you to know this, but Matt Apodaca had nothing to do with the recording of this episode. Nothing. Nothing. Not a single thing. We had to keep him away from from this black queen. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we told you Matt tries actively to keep black women off this podcast. But you know who loves black women? Josh Richmond. Damn. What's up? Jo- we we What's got a up? new young we got a new young prince in the in the house. Young Prince Josh Richmond loves black woman. Put it on loves a shirt, him. Earwolf. Put it on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For all you fans out there that like to make keychains and shit, uh, you know, like I saw somebody make a little keychain for Matt with his little thing he say on that other show. Nah, nah, nah. That's some that's some lies. Some real talk that's is some lies. Young Prince Josh loves black women. That's what we want on shirts, everybody. If you're a real Culture Kings fan, we want to see your fan shirts that say Josh Richmond loves black women. Me and Edgar tried to get Yvonne on our own. And she was just like, I don't know about you niggas. And then Josh stepped in and was like, let me tell you something, Queen. Let me tell you why I feel like you have the opportunity and the platform to, That's right. to bring these kings up. And, and it was That's all right. Josh. It was all Josh. Not you Matt. <laughs> oh man uh should we do a queen of the week queen of the week let's do it oh baby i'm my queen of the week is a friend of mine who is as of this episode i hope that she is in the finalists but uh as of this taping she is in the running to be a Maxim cover uh, girl, Cat David. Uh, who's, oh, wow. Yes, who's also, which, which let me tell you multiple reasons why I love it. Not only is she a woman of color mm-hmm. uh, from Guam mm-hmm. and, and, and just a cool, positive-ass person, uh, very mm-hmm. beautiful person, but mm. also a mom. And how dope is it to have a mom who is not a celebrity be mm. a Maxim cover girl? Let's do that it. That shit would be dope. That shit would be dope. So Cat David, my queen of the week. Uh go check her out on Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. And and I hope I hope to see you on magazine covers all across the country very soon. My queen of the week has played Michelle Obama in something. She's also the star of the show, Mixed Dish. I want to shout out Tika something. Look, I've been, well, I binged Mixed Dish all in one week. I love it. I think it is so funny, and Tika is so funny in it. I see a, I see a future star, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, I see a superhero movie of Yvonne and her fighting each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, shit, she like, the villain? That's... No, it's like some Civil War type shit. Oh, They're okay. both superheroes. They're both, both superheroes. superheroes. All right, but who would you side with? Who would you side with? Damn. Jaquise, you know what? Josh would never let me let me pick between two black queens. So how dare you even try something like You're that? You're right. 
Listen, that's why I I'm trash. Even try something like that. That's why I'm trash and Josh isn't. That's why. Okay, hey, I'm man. not. Let's I, get I those. Let's get those. Let's get those. Josh Richmond is woke T-shirts going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it'll be our first. It'll be our first piece of merchandise. <laughs> first, we don't want any shirts that say the name of our shirt, our show on them. Okay. Nope. Anyone who's designing our merch right now, if you put our name on it, that's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. We want two shirts and two shirts alone. Josh Richmond loves black women and Josh Richmond is woke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank he- you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank Matt you. would thank you very Matt much. would reject a bit like this. That's why you that's why you Yo, so we gave Matt a sample. Producer. We gave Matt a sample of of you know merch that we wanted. And that nigga burned it on a cross. And we was just he like, bro. Why would you do something like that, Matt? Why would you do something like that? On my birthday, no less. I want you I wish you could have saw Josh's face when I said that. <laughs> Josh was just like, oh, this is why Matt doesn't go along with their bitches, because it always leads to something incredibly racist. At Jakees Neal on all social media. Oh, shit. At Edgar Montplazier on the Twitter, awful gram on the gram, at Culture Kings Pod on everything. Um, hey, how about this? Obviously, people interact with us, um, you know, individually on our social media platforms. But if there is something that you want our actual Culture Kings uh, account to do a little bit more, I would love to get that platform popping a little bit more on the social media as well. So that way you can have that avenue to connect with us as well. So let us know. And we also got bonus content coming very soon, June 16th june 16th 15th or 16th one of those days i don't know matt's not here thank you so much josh stitcher thank premium you so much, josh use the promo code kings to get a month free that's all i got to say about that i'm yeah, about to go watch love it. life oh hey. shit one last time one last time watch my mind made it yvonne special on oh, hbo yeah, right Fantastic. now uh, it's so good. It's so funny. I feel like we shouldn't have to say it, but I want to make sure we end the episode by saying, "Go check that shit out. Enjoy it. We like you. We do love you. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye."